Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast. Drop your trick or treat bag every week. Yep. Yeah. I'm Rocky. I'm Blades. And today we're gonna take a little trip to some haunts with our with our camcorder to just bring a below average movie. And then we didn't learn a lesson from that one, so we made another one. And it's it's worse than the other one. Uh, because we're uh, going to be talking about uh, the houses that October has built. Is that what it's called? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the houses that October built one and two. Um, because fuck Blaze, he made me watch this again, knowing I don't, I don't want to watch the first one. <laughs> I have a t shirt of the second one. <laughs> Why'd you burn it yet? Because uh, it was it was one of those sales where they're like, mystery tea, $10. I'm like, okay. And then I got it. I'm like, well, fuck, I guess I got to watch the second one. And I watched it. And I was like, yeah, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I have a t-shirt. <laughs> there's a reason why, why it was uh, one of the it's mystery one. $10 ones. Because nobody bought the, 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 the line of them. <laughs> They were trying to give away for free. They're like, listen, if you don't want to pay $10 for this mystery one, then we'll just send this one to you as a uh, token of our appreciation for being a shopper with us. Yeah, kind of strange that Terror Threads was like, let's do a Houses October Built 2 line. (laughs) They had a whole line of them. I was like, really? (laughs) Maybe maybe somebody they know directed it. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we'll get into Bobby Rowe and his directing uh, his uh, (laughs) filmography, uh, which is basically these two films. (laughs) But uh, we'll get to that in a little while. But other than that, we're going to be talking about video games. We'll be talking about folk tales. We're going to be talking about other shit. But first, how you doing? Doing. I'm doing. Yeah. Pretty boring weekend. I watched... The Munsters, and I watched uh, Hocus Pocus 2. What about yeah. you? Um, I watched The Munsters, and I watched about 30 minutes of Hocus Pocus 2, but I enjoyed it. Well, what I saw, I just didn't finish it. Um, so let's get into... Uh, let's get Hocus Pocus 2 first out of the way. I didn't watch all of it. I watched the first 30 minutes, and I thought it was cute. Uh, I watch right up until they get to the Walgreens. So, oh, that's, that's so uh, funny. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to see the Sanderson sisters back. It's good to see uh, all three of them returning. Yeah. And, um, sure. I kind of wish Mick Garris had something to do with uh, writing or producing because he wrote the original film. But uh, I, from what I saw, uh, you're going to elaborate on this second. Um, I thought that it was respectful to Absolutely. the original yeah. And, you know, like I was telling you earlier, is that, you know, Paige is a, a huge fan. Oh, fuck. Oh, focus, focus. And, uh, you know, every time there was something that would have been, shut up, Mina. <laughs> um, every time that there was something uh, that would be like, oh, this doesn't really make sense with the first movie. They would clean it up like they they had kind of a reasoning for everything. You know, Doug Jones back as Billy Butcherton is always great. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. But overall, it was a it, the ending could have been a little better. But I mean, I really don't think you could do better sequeling Hocus Pocus than this. Yeah, it's a sequel that nobody really wanted. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Paige is like, I've been waiting for this for twenty years. Like, I think I think that movie could just stay without a sequel. I don't think I, we need to sequelize everything. I think I think that movie's so good. The first one's so good, just on its I, own. That absolutely, I don't think a ton of movies need sequels, but they make them, and usually they're really bad. But this time, it was fine. I, I thought it was fine. Okay, but you know what was bad? The monsters. <laughs> That monsters. That hodgepodge of random bullshit. <laughs> what was my review of? It? I wrote a review of it on Letterboxd. Um, as I look it up, though, <laughs> uh, yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, uh, Rob Zombie put out a new movie. It is a film based on the classic TV show, The Monsters. Um. Which heads up, we're both fans of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that may be uh, why it didn't land in so many places. Exactly. And um, <laughs> and uh, people are already kind of worried because of the trailers that came out didn't look great. Sure didn't. But, you no, know, I was trying to be optimistic, knowing that Rob Zombie is a fan of the Monsters, knowing that he's been trying to get this property for 20-some years. And also, like I've said in previous episodes, it looked like they were having fun making it, and I, I kind of like just seeing them, you know, having a good time. You know, that's, that's sweet. And all that looked like they were excited, so respect that. Um, but my review that I wrote for <laughs> Letterbox was, and I was drunk when I wrote this, so... <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's the lack of laughs, Sherry Moon Zombie's performance that's more Mrs. Doubtfire than Lily, the general off of casting, except Roebuck as Grandpa, or just a straight-up feeling of recreating a property with not a sliver of charm as the original, don't worry, Rob Zombie has you covered. This movie <laughs> is a train wreck we were expecting. Yeah, pretty much. It was a train that was coming, and we jumped in front of it. <laughs> I... Wasn't shocked, especially once I started watching it, that uh, Netflix was not promoting that movie at all. Like, you know, normally whenever a movie, big movie drops. Oh, like, it's all about, like, I mean. put it right on the front page. Pile and they've been. Monsters was buried until people started watching it. Now it's now it's like, I think, like the top 10 or something like that of most viewed um, over, over the week. But they did not promote it the night of or the day of. Yeah, they, they were like, this is fucking horrible. It wasn't on the front page. It wasn't on the newly added. I had to search it. <laughs> to yeah, find we had it. to search it too to find it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... I, I respect Rob Zombie for trying to step out of his comfort zone and making a PG movie as a comedy. The problem is... <laughs> he has no sense of com comedy. He's just can't write humor and B he's not stepping out of his comfort zone enough. And you could see it through his casting, which I already thought that Sherry moon was going to be like, oh, casting as Lily is bad. And I, I try to be like, no, let me hold out. Watch it. Like she's very cartoony, everything like that. But she delivers every fucking line the exactly same. where she's, Oh, Herman, let's go to the morgue. And oh, she her hands are always up like this. Oh, like, Herman. Um, yeah, yeah, clothes like up, this. Hands, uh, 
And she sounds like Mrs. Doubtfire. She sounds like Rob Zombie's Mrs. Doubtfire. Dude, like, or Rob like, Zombie. We like, Robin Williams is uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, whatever. He's in makeup. It, it, it's, it's such a bad impersonation of Lily. But I don't know if I'm more bothered by her as Lily or... Uh, uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Yeah, Jeff Daniel Phillips as... Herman. Herman. Because I'm perplexed at any choice of... Like, his voice alone is annoying as that character. Because he sounds like this. He sounds like... Yeah, it's, it's like, what? What? Fred Gwynn had, like, the most charming voice on Earth. Voice. But so he sounds like Gomer Pyle more than Herman Munster. Or Screech. <laughs> yeah, or Screech. Something. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's such a weird choice. And he's, like, more annoying than... Right. Than endearing. Like, like... Herman Munster in the original show is like, yeah, he's a big dummy, right? But he's charming and likable, you know? So even though he's kind of silly or he's kind of a buffoon, uh, you like spending time with him. J.K. L. Phillips says Herman is just annoying. And, and I don't know if it connects into his character because how Herman is made, you find out the beginning is that there's two brothers that died. One was, one a, was a genius, one was genius a scientist. And the other one was a terrible stand-up comedian. And uh, the mad doctor who makes Herman Monster, his idiot sidekick, Igor, steals the wrong body uh, of, the, of course, the comedian. And I don't know why that's why Herman's like he is, but it just doesn't – it doesn't work. Daniel Roebuck as Grandpa is probably the best casting in it. He does pretty yeah, good. I think Richard Bragg did fine too. Yeah, Richard Brake plays two characters in it, and uh, I think he does fine with both. He plays the uh, mad scientist that makes Herman, but he also plays a Nosferatu-type character that's slightly funny. Orlock? Uh, huh? Yeah, Orlock. Oh, wait, that was him? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think there's I a... Was... Go on. No, you go on. What say you say? I was what? gonna say the the richer the mad scientist when he played. I was like, it was so reminiscent of Vincent Price. I know. I say that I'm like he's basically playing Vincent Price. He kind of looks like him. <laughs> yeah, and he kind of looks like him. Which I was like, wow, this is nice because everyone's like, oh, have you seen Bill Hader's impression of Vincent Price? I'm like, yeah, it sucks. Like <laughs> all his other impressions are really good. I'm not a big fan of Bill Hader's impression of Vincent Price either. Yeah, but that one is not that good. Like, all those other impressions are, like, dead fucking on. So I was really excited to see it. And then I watched it, and I was like, this kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> not a very good impression. But Yeah, I think the exact same thing. It's funny you say that. Where I'm like, Sounds man, more like Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Skeletor. Skeletor Price. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the movie feels like a, a series of vignettes. doesn't feel like it has a connective tissue. Because it's how... <clears throat> Lily meets Herman, and Lily just falls for Herman for no good reason. It just she's she's in on TV. That's it. Yeah, she's instantly attracted to him, and he's the lead singer of a shitty band. And then they start dating, and then they do a thing, and then they do a thing, and then they do a thing, and that's really the whole film. Um, and it doesn't start feeling even kind of like the monsters until they end up in suburbia, because eventually they leave. The first half of the movie. Or the first 65% of the movie takes place in what's basically the world of El Superbisto, 
<laughs> which is which is somehow worse than this movie. <laughs> that movie is such straight garbage. Um, and but they end up in suburbia. We get a nice little cameo from Cassandra Peterson, Elvira herself. Um, and at that point, it's like, oh, now we're gonna get that fish out of water humor. But you bring up the good point that uh, it's not characterized right because Herman is afraid of people. Yeah, they were terrified of him. But I'm like, he was never terrified. He just they just thought they were more attractive than normal people. Yeah, they thought they thought they were normal. Exactly. They, yeah, yeah, they thought they thought they were normal. They just thought that people were just like, you know, they thought that what they did was normal and fine. And they for any everybody of else is weird. Who wants to argue when listening to this? Okay. If you want to say, like, whoa, it's just a new take on the idea or something like that and make it a scared. He was on a fucking plane with a bunch of regular people and talking to the stewardess like absolutely nothing was wrong. It wasn't until they landed and moved there that they were terrified of people, which is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. uh so bad. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. No, it's um, just it's not like even like the good bad where it's like so cringy you enjoy it like a Neil Breen right. movie. Yeah. It is just long and boring. It's overly long. Like it's almost an hour fifty minutes. So I remember before they cut it down to that. I thought he said it was supposed to be almost three hours long originally. Which would be a fucking nightmare. I I don't think I could have finished it. I think that this show or this movie would have worked better as a show. I think if he, if they would have made a six episode monsters miniseries that Rob Zombie directed, I think it would have worked better. Well, I mean, it would be passable then. Yeah. But, but I mean, none of it connects. Like it's just like a random compilation of ideas, and then Herman and a Grandpa hating each other, but not then immediately not hating each other for no reason whatsoever. Which also, Grandpa hates Herman for a completely logical reason. Yeah, exactly. It's because Herman's an annoying asshole. <laughs> and Grandpa doesn't like him. And I got it. I'm like, yeah, he's really obnoxious. It's like it's Jeff Daniel Phillips, who I like in other things. I think he's fine. I just don't like how they... No, he did, he did Herman wrong. Like, I really feel like somebody... A, somebody needed to write the script. Like somebody needed to either write it by themselves, so it wasn't Rob, or somebody needed to co-write it with him, because he just cannot write comedy. Like none of it's funny. None uh, of it, the timing was off. Like yeah, it's like he read one of those one hundred funny yuck yuck joke books. Yeah, and he just randomly spattered it throughout the movie. Yeah, for sure, exactly, and. Uh, the other thing is that, that I think that Univer well, Universal was running it at first. And then it went to Netflix because um, I, I just don't think anybody wanted it. <laughs> um, but whoever owns the property, I think that they should have. Um, I think they should have been a little bit more firm with him, like casting outside no. the comfort zone. Sherry is not going to be Lily Munster. Yeah, like. Like, stop casting your friends that, that kind of suck at acting <laughs> and everything. Um, like, 
fuck it, Jeff, uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips for fucking Herman. Get fucking Brad Garrett. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> get Brad Garrett. He'd been perfect. Brad Garrett would have been fine. Yeah. I guess he, he may be too old, but I mean, also, Herman's a Frankenstein monster. He could be like. <laughs> I mean, he's soaked in makeup. Like, you could yeah. easily pull that off. Exactly. Uh, Brad Garrett would have been perfect. Like, don't get Lily. Like, get Sherry Moon Zombie to play the Cassandra Peterson character. Get fucking Cassandra Peterson to play fucking Lily. <laughs> get Elvira to play Lily. That would have been better, yeah. <laughs> and then get fucking Sherry like five lines <laughs> as the the lady that's living in the uh, that that's getting the house, the the realtor, and all that. Like, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> so uh, that movie it, was a deep sigh the entire way through. I can't say that I even hated it. Because it wasn't, like, bad enough to hate. It was just, like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen way Not worse. Really whatever. It was just, there was no point to it. Like, there wasn't even, like, what a stupid plot. Because there was yeah. no fucking plot. Exactly. Um, yeah. <sighs> Monsters. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you hear about, um, well, did you watch anything else? Oh God, I feel like I did and I can't remember it. Um I watched Saint Maud a couple nights ago finally. Oh really? I still haven't watched that. It's good. Yeah, I've Saint heard Maud is good. Um it's slow burn. Uh but I finally got around to watching it. I like it. It goes right in with most of those other A twenty four horror films. Um so if you like that kind of tone, slow burn kind of horror then you'll probably like it. Um, and I also watched, uh, I watched Mad God yesterday. Oh, I still didn't meaning to do that. Was it good? Uh, so I decided to watch Mad God because uh, Shudder put out the this season's uh, um, ghoul log. And it's a Mad God ghoul log. Uh, so I'm like, ah, I probably need to watch this. So I watched it. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Phil Tibbet, uh, he was the claymation and uh, guy who did all the claymation for the Star Wars films, uh, and he was one of the animators on Jurassic Park, and he's been around for a long time doing claymation animation for different big budget films, and he tried to make this movie called Mad God back in the 90s that went to development hell. He was never able to finish it until recently. And Shudder, I don't know if they funded it, but they put it out on their streaming service. And it's a claymation film um, where every um, everything is claymated except for there's some live-action stuff kind of in, dispersed with it. But mm. every frame of it is, like, physically animated. And that's all very, very impressive. Um, and it's kind of like this nightmarish trip through, like, nine levels of hell almost. It's, it's yeah, very interesting. It's pretty much... Uh... Dante's Inferno. Yeah. yeah, kind of. Um, and there's a lot of things that's trying to say, I guess. There's clearly like anti-capital and anti-war messaging. Not I like I haven't heard that before. <laughs> uh, I think I'll dig this movie. Yeah. Um, there's no dialogue in it. And it's only like an hour and 20 minutes. And it's like a long tool music video. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's, I, I really, I think I respect the art of it more than I enjoyed the film, though. I can see that. 
Um, I gave it a basically a seven out of ten because I feel like I'm never gonna rewatch it. I probably won't even put it on the background. I watch it. I'm super impressed by just the level of like effort artistry. it took to make it. Yeah, and artistry, and they finally got this made. And also, I would rather watch twenty of movies like this over like five big blockbuster films because like we need to see more interesting art, right? But just you know, it's such an opaque and abstract film. And there's so many things you could take away from it and it's super artsy and stuff. And it is nightmarish, but I just don't think I'm gonna rewatch it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm just like, wow, that was crazy. But I don't know. There's times I felt like I was fucking around on my phone. <laughs> so I feel like, that's kind of like the same thing with like Holy Mountain. <laughs> right. Like you yeah. watch it once yeah. and you'll be like, wow, that's very artistic. And there's a lot of little boy penises in it. Um that's and all Tchaikovsky films, though. That's, yeah, it's all the films. That's, uh, that's all Topo, also. I mean, he always has little boy dicks in all of his movies. So <laughs> it was just, it's one of those movies where you appreciate the artistry behind it, but it's like, I'm, I could do once. Like, I could do it once. Sure. Yeah. I, I respect it. I mean, you know, and I, I'm fine with the abstract because I'm a David Lynch fan. And, and a couple of days ago, I rewatched Lost Highway, which is abstract as fuck. But I can't stop watching a movie. I love that film. Um, and I'm fine with the David Lynch dream logic kind of abstractness, but so weird and put together. And there's so many ways you can interpret it, but it's also very endearing. Magon is endearing, but there's just not a lot to take from it because there's no characterization to it. Right, you know, there's right. no characters. There's a bunch of weird shit happening. That's why it feels like a really long music video more than. <laughs> anything else like it feels like those claymation tool music videos from the 90s but like almost an hour and a half long yeah um in other movie news uh smile has been doing very well that's surprising because when i saw the trailer i was just like meh i wasn't too interested and that's the poster though and i was like oh this poster's fucking sick but yeah how they've been promoting and marketing the film is very interesting well, no, yeah, I mean, it's been really uh, uh, kind of cool to see, especially since it's like the breakout movie for the Halloween season. And uh, I actually was watching, I, I was sitting there watching Jeremy John's review of the Munsters. And I was like, hey, yeah, he's right. That's that. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, do you like it? <laughs> no. Okay. And then I watched his review, uh, and then it like put on his review a smile, and I'm like, oh, I, I really do want to go see it, like, because I, I, I mean, I even like the trailer, mainly because if you fuck around with head and neck shit, that fucked me up. So, uh, and he was like, this was like a very suspenseful, like not too jump scary kind of film, where it was like really like you can't tell if it's in her head or if it's not in her head. And it, 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 they he said the leading woman was great and really made you feel like she was going crazy. Like it was, uh, he said it was like a very surprising film because he said he wasn't excited to go see it. And then yeah. when he saw it, he was like, wow, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's got like 80% Ron Tomatoes. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's been doing I wasn't well. excited for it at all. I've like, been trying to see it. Because so. I saw... When I saw Barbarian, they showed the trailer for that. And they showed the trailer for that other movie that's coming out close to the end of October that looks like a real piece of shit. <laughs> about the, it's, it's one of those possession movies. It's like this nun. 
uh, I can't remember the name of it, but she's like a non young woman. Um, and, uh, she's like, Oh my God, there's all these possessions that are happening. And like this demon is trying to like, I guess. A demon oh from, yeah. I saw that. Trailer. Her mom at one point, up. it looks like the most generic fucking like jump scare bullshit film ever. Honestly, um, possession movies on the whole are usually just kind of a thumbs down for me. Normally. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing it, especially with the marketing. Uh, did you see anything about the marketing with Smile? Yeah, I saw a bunch of the stuff. I, I've been kind of... See, I have a bad habit of watching trailers. I really shouldn't, but I do. Well, I'm not talking about trailers. I'm talking about, like, they've been putting people at, like, live, like, sports events and shit, like, in the background. Oh, no, I you haven't. Know, like, smiling and stuff to promote the movie. They've been putting them, like, in the crowds of different things. <laughs> So it's like it's viral, like marketing itself. Yeah, I did not know about that. That's pretty sick, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, smile. I, I I need to see that. Did you hear about the Nosferatu news? Yeah, uh, I think so. The show. Um, so, just like I said, I I went on a soapbox on this episode uh, on this show on a previous episode. Whatever. Somehow a rumor got started with Nosferatu. We're like, Willem Dafoe is playing Nosferatu. I'm like, that is not confirmed. And people were running with it. I'm like, that's not confirmed. And now it's finally confirmed who is playing Nosferatu. Uh, Robert Eggers officially has the green light on his new movie, which is a remake of Nosferatu. Starring Bill Skarsgård as Nosferatu. And Anya Taylor-Joy, who was attached to the film, uh, has now been replaced with Lily Rose Depp, uh, Giant Depp's daughter. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I'm fine with Bill Skarsgård, though. I think it's a more interesting choice than Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's played Nosferatu before. He played him in Shadow of the Vampire, um, which is a great film. Yeah, very good. I hate but, the script, girl. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to see... like Bill Skarsgård is... is um, I think he's a more interesting choice for Nosferatu, honestly. Yeah, because with Willem Dafoe, you're like, I know what to expect from the performance. With yeah. this, I'm like, is he going to do like a Pennywise kind of thing? Or? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, is he going to make that eye jiggle everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's one of those actors I'm, I'm, I I like seeing the more things he's popping up in between, of course, lit, yeah, it. Miss Pennywise, but Barbarian. then even like in Barbarian, yeah, or uh, they Which just I wrapped, haven't seen. It's great. Uh, they just wrapped filming on the remake of The Crow starring him. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I think that I, I love I love the original Crow, especially the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest, one of the greatest uh, film soundtracks What's ever the released. Man, Hangman's Curse or something. Yeah, Hangman's uh, Hangman's Curse, I think. Oh, no, no, Hang Hangman's Joke. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, but there's something that's so haunting about that original film because of, of course, of course, what happened while yeah. filming with uh, with Brandon Lee, which makes that movie even more haunting. And it's just so, like, stylized at so much of that time that, like, with a remake, I don't want to be, like, when they remade RoboCop. <laughs> you oh. know? And just, like... Uh, Way to ruin a perfect film. 
Yeah. Well, no, that, that movie's still perfect. Just that remake is completely forgettable. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I'm interested in seeing him as Nosferatu. And also, I feel like Bill Skarsgård kind of has like... Uh, like comparing it to like the 1970s Nosferatu film, Nosferatu the Vampire from uh, Werner Herzog. I think that Bill Skarsgård has that kind of like Klaus Kinski kind of feel to him. Yeah. So I think I think it could work. Um, yeah, I think that's all the n- news I had. Is there any other news or movies that you watched? No, but we didn't talk about Halloween Horror Nights yet. Um, so we went to Halloween Horror Nights last week. To bring in the spook. Yeah, to bring in the spooks. <laughs> what are you pulling up there? Oh, you got your map. I got my map. I got my Halloween Horror Nights map, so I remember the names. <laughs> so what did you think of uh, Halloween Horror Nights? Uh, the 31st. This is the 31st. It should have been the 32nd, but it's the 31st. Mm-hmm. Because we got pushed back a year after the pandemic. Yeah, but um, the 31st. Uh, I liked it. I thought the scare zones were kind of shit. Um, I liked the scare zone that's next to where the Terminator used to be, where the Born the Born show is now. Which one is that? Uh, it's the one that we were going through and saw, had a very like it had a lightning effect. As you walk through. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and it has like a very gothy kind of feel. But all the costuming was amazing. In Sir, this. put on your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where they told you that? No, that that's just what I thought. Like I saw the light turn on. I was like, oh, God, they found me. <laughs> I've been found out. Bell. <laughs> um, uh, graveyard, deadly unrest. Uh, yeah, the, the costume. That's my favorite scare zone. Um, they got like the big, they got the big fucking, uh, scare zone, which is, uh, sweet revenge, which was have to come a Beastle kind of feel. There's a, that's kind of like the marketing this year. Cause I guess they aren't mark. The only thing I don't like is, uh, they aren't marketing this. Cause I was like, Oh, who's the main character this year? Cause every year it has an icon character. Sure, whatever. Whatever. I guess pumpkin right? it is pumpkin King. It is. It, it is pumpkin King, but and Pumpkin all the promotion carry over, huh? Pumpkin Lord. I thought it was King. It says Pumpkin, Pumpkin Lord? Lord on the shirts. Oh, it is Pumpkin Lord then. Uh, yeah, it is Pumpkin Lord. It says right here. <laughs> Pumpkin Lord, the third Halloween. Yes, you're right. Because uh, all the promotional material, they make it look like it's a fucking weekend. <laughs> yeah. But this is the only house we weren't able to hit. We weren't able to, we, we were able to hit nine out of ten houses, which is really which good is without a fast pass. On a Saturday. On a Saturday, and it was busy as fuck, especially the first half of the night. I didn't think we were going to get past six, but we hit nine. <clears throat> yeah, I felt very good that we hit that. Although I will admit, like, my old man body was, like, <laughs> dying at the end. I'm like, my back! <laughs> like, I felt fine. Uh, my, my feet hurt a little bit. Than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, so everything's supposed to have kind of like that beastle kind of feeling, just a promotional material and all that. And Sweet Revenge is a uh, a scare zone area there next to the tribute store and Mummy, the Mummy ride. Um, not not very interesting. I wish it was. Yeah. I thought I wish it was more interesting. Um, yeah, some of the scare zones were like iffy. 
I also heard from inside source that um, they kind of had to like throw some things together for some of the scare zones because they were going over budget. So uh, they had to hire an outside company that kind of botched some of the uh, paintings they were supposed to do and stuff. So um, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh... It was like super noticeable in the daytime. Uh, but as far as the houses go, did you have any ha- favorite haunted mazes out of the ten? Dead man's beer. Dead man's, yes. Uh, that was my favorite or second favorite one. Dead man's pier, winter's wake. It's a um, like a. Uh, it feels like a New England, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a fisherman haunted. Shanty. Yeah, like ghost like fishermen. Maine, house. Maybe. Like Maine might be a better. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it Maine in New England? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said New England. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. the design, the, 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 it's not a very scary house, I don't think. But it just, looks amazing. Yeah. The level of detail and setting it up, and there's a part where it's raining, like you go outside and it feels like it's raining and stuff. It's insane. Uh, just the eye to detail um it's just amazing it's beautiful yeah a little overwhelming almost like it was just like oh my god like this is this is something else um i think halloween was good i mean it's always good yeah this is like the fourth time they've done halloween though i mean they've done this version of Halloween, they've done the original movie like almost 10 years ago now, eight years ago. Um, but they've done Halloween 2 and Halloween 4 as well. And now they've this is the second time they've done the original Halloween, which is, yeah, super effective. A lot of good scares in that one. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, Chupacabra kind of let down. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like that one. Um, let's see what else. Uh, what was the one, Demented or something like that? Uh, demented. Are oh, you talking Descendants of Destruction? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I knew it started. That's with the D. one that's like basically Chud. <laughs> Honestly, though, that's the one I remember the least. Like I remember like nothing of it. I don't. I remember just going through it. I remember the sets being pretty good. I remember everything inside of it, like the sets and all that, were really nice and well put together. But everything else with the house really don't remember too much. Uh, Bugs Eating Alive was really good. Yeah, Bugs Eating Alive was fun. That was creepy. Um, Hellblock Horror. That was something. <laughs> Hellblock Horror, which stole my spec script. <laughs> Monster Prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but that house was supposed to be an IP house originally. Um, that they weren't able to clear the rights for because the movie got pushed back. So they had to make an original house, but I know the house it was supposed to be. <laughs> uh, so I want to go through it again. Um, my favorite one other than, so Dead Man's Pier, also there's Spirits of Coven. Spirits of the Coven was good. That's um, uh, a witch house, but they're all flappers. like 1920s flappers. Yeah. And so you go down into a old speakeasy and it's the house catacombs. Actually, that was kind of a long house. It got creepier as it kind of progresses. You kind of go through a speakeasy, like all oh, these flapper girls and the bee's knees and all that. And then you start getting some like, you go down to like their uh, 
like their alcohol storage, like where you have the, all the barrels of alcohol. And then it starts going to like these catacombs and stuff. It starts getting like creepier as you go along. I thought it was really yeah. cool. Um, and then there's the horrors of Blumhouse, Fine. which is freaky. Uh, and the, the black phone. Um, I love both films. I think the freaky section of the house, I think I was just missing the scares. Um, I mean, the set was good for it. But the black phone part was good. Yeah, I enjoyed the black phone. Um, Especially for a movie that takes place mainly in just a room. <laughs> I thought how they got to work uh, made sense. Some of the dummies they had look kind of cheesy to me. but They're a little janky. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, but... Um... But my favorite one, actually... Um, so Dead Man's Pier is the one that I respect the most I love. But the one that I think was the funnest to go through was Legends Collide. Which is the only thing that got me about Legends Collide. I'm like, this is almost like 98% Egypt. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of money. It's so a house like, where it's supposed to be. It's it's in a series of, this is the third year in a row they've done a Universal Monsters house. So three years ago they did a Universal Monster house. It kind of had all the monsters. And then last year and, and the small event they had for 2020 during the pandemic, they had uh, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. Or Revenge of Bride of Frankenstein, whatever that one was. That was good also, which just focused on the Bride of Frankenstein bringing back alive the monster um, by killing the fun. wives of Dracula. Yeah, the brides of Dracula. Um, and this year, it's Legends Collide, which is a face-off between the mummy Dracula and the Wolfman. Um, we got the ending where the Wolfman wins. Did we? Yeah, because it comes out at the end with the head of Dracula. I guess it changes. It's just like remember back when we went through Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, and it depends. Either Freddy on or Jason walk through at the end with the, head of the other one. No, we couldn't get fucking Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, it's a lot of Egypt. There's a shitload of mummies, but there's some really good jump scare moments. There's one room where Dracula comes in on uh, he's on wires. But as he's flying towards you, two come from the sides as well. The other two come from the sides. So if you hit that scare at the right time, you're going to get the full effect of all three of them. I think that's a really good one. And I think that had the most scare actors in, and I think that was the funnest one to go through for me. Um, but but yeah, Dead Man's Pair was just just such a beautiful put together. That's definitely the best original house. It's That's amazing. Um, and yeah, we didn't go through the weekend, which I thought was a weird choice to have as a house. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the idea. Funny thing, though, is um, the pandemic year when they were trying to build out. Um, in 2020, when they are first figuring out what their lineup was going to be, which turned out to be the lineup in 2021, um, there was a house that ended up in the 2021 called, uh, I think it was called Case Files. Um, and it connects into a bunch of like mythology within like the original Halloween Horror Nights story. Actually, the vinyl they put out this year um, that got at the uh, store connects into that house and stuff, and like building builds on that mythology and this organization that's behind like the scenes of all these different stories uh, within the Halloween Horror Nights universe. But before that, the house that they were trying to clear and it was supposed to be was a house based on a different musical artist. You want to guess who it is? Last year? This would have been 2020. 
I, they already did Alice Cooper. Marilyn Manson? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No one wants to touch that. Billie Eilish. Oh. Billie Eilish house. So I thought wow. the weekend was a weird choice, but Billie Eilish would have been. I, I really, I really don't like the idea of doing musician ones. I just, uh, I feel like it takes away from it. Uh pop musicians maybe. I, I think that uh, Alice Cooper. I got because band, if they want to do a house, if they want to do a house based off of like Iron Maiden or like Slayer or something like that. Like somebody uses like a lot of horror imagery and like their artwork and stuff also, and like their songs are based on like horror themes. Then, then yeah, because I think like that metal imagery just makes more sense in a haunted house environment. But like the weekend, like we haven't been through the house. I'm gonna go again in a couple weeks <clears throat> so I can get it done and go through a couple more. Um, but. It's just silly because you go through the house and it's just the weekend comes at you with like a knife. <laughs> Which is like the most unfrightening thing ever. I'm sorry, Abel. But um <laughs> Yeah, I, I really did not understand the thought process behind that. Um I really wish they would do more IP houses instead of that. Uh yeah. Well, it was supposed to be a an even split. Like I said, there was six and four this year. Six original houses of four IP houses, but supposed to be five and five. But the one um, <clears throat> hell block horror was supposed to be something else beforehand. And they had to change it to Monster Prison, stolen from Rocky Rudoy. <laughs> um, yeah, but overall, I mean, it was good. It's always good. Always a great time. I always yeah, it's never a bad it. time. It's never a yeah. bad time. Um, yeah. Uh, the lacto-cooler drinks? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Not great. Unless you like sours. If you like sours, you'll be into that shit. If you like it super sour. Yeah. Yeah. It's but a yeah, lot. I think that's all our news, right? Yeah. That's it. All right, time to jump into this shit show. <laughs> yep. Trailer time. Trailer time. Tell me about yourself and what are we doing? You want my name? My name is Zach. You've known me for 20 years, Mikey. I rented an RV. I want to find the most extreme haunted house in the world. What is an extreme haunt? I don't understand how far, like how far they, you really can go on without hurting somebody. What's your name, buddy? Hi, Mikey. What's the camera for? Are you doing, doing crime stuff with your cops or something? We're doing to catch a predator. To catch a predator? We're gonna go. We ask you some questions. I'm with all this group of people, and we're trying to find something extreme. Hey, we got it. It's in Louisiana this year. We don't have an address, though. <laughs> this is where they said to go. Is that the girl from the haunt? She didn't really say anything. Something happened to your car? 
here. It's an invitation. This is not a haunt. We're in the middle of nowhere in our RV. Yeah, I know. So we've been wanting one more day. It's all Halloween. We go home tomorrow. Hey, wait up! Wait up! All right. The house is October built. Or the house is that October built. Uh, one and two. I don't even know what we played a trailer for. It was one of them. It's yeah. just going to be, I'm just going to pick the first one. <laughs> I do not care enough to do both. <laughs> we thought this would mix well with uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Since we went there, we thought it would be a good little, uh, good little balance. We go a little parallel. That, um, you know, it's it's Halloween season, so we want to start doing more things based around that time. Yeah, exactly. But um, probably the one that made more sense was to do Hellfest. I I asked. I asked. You didn't ask about Hellfest. You asked oh, about no, I, I said no Hell House. Health <laughs> yeah, that one's good, too. <laughs> yeah, it's better than this. <laughs> better than this. Um, yeah, so (laughs) House is October built, um, written, directed by and starring Bobby Rowe. Um, this actually stars people that are basically playing themselves, they just use their first names, uh, which is Bobby, Brandy, um, Michael. Is that the brother? Who cares? <laughs> Just move on. <laughs> no, because we had to talk about them. Yeah. Uh, fuck, what are the names? Uh, Sleepy, Dopey. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, McGruff the Crime Dog. I don't know. Fuck, what are their names? Uh, Bobby, Zach, Brandy, Mike, and Jeff. <laughs> uh, and they are a group of friends. Uh, there, there's no behind the scenes, by the way. Um, there's no behind the scenes of this. They, who gives a shit? <laughs> it is a found footage horror film. Um, Your favorite? My fa- my absolute favorite genre. I, I love it. I love it so much. I still need to watch that documentary they came out with found footage. No, did they? Mm-hmm. I'm trying. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, Mark Shutter also has uh, Queer for Fear started. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is the new uh, series focusing on uh, LGBTQ and uh, like the history of gay representation and horror 
we're not trying to talk about anything but this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so a uh, group of friends, um, all they do is they kind of bicker, and uh, they're all kind of, uh, they don't really have a personality. They're, uh, they they're on a road trip to find an extreme haunted house. Yes. But the way to find the extreme haunted house is going through every other haunted house and trying to find out what the location of it is. Right. But does it does it start there or is that something that they learn as they kind of go along? They have to start learning about that extreme That's haunt. true. I'm sorry. I'm thinking the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, has one, pretty much the same plot with a different ending. Yes. The first one is this group of friends, they rent out an RV or they have an RV. I, think, I don't know. But they decide to go across country trip or at least throughout the states close to them of seeing different haunts, local haunts, not like going to like Hell and Horror Nights and Fair uh, yeah, Fright Fest really or good. anything like that. I enjoyed that concept. Yeah. No, I, I do too. Um, and they go to each one as they kind of journey along. They start finding out about, oh my God, there's this other haunt though that's super extreme. And I think that the theme of the movie, it kind of starts out with um, – like interview footage of people that work at haunts yeah which doesn't feel like it's acted it feels like an interview that came from like something else of people actually talking that actually work at haunts about um how they don't background check at a lot of places which is a huge red flag <laughs> um, and also how they don't um uh there have been a lot of incidents uh there's definitely uh i don't know how appropriate as to say it now but most of them are white trash um mm -hmm. <laughs> white trash venues uh they're usually backwoods and already kind of um a little shady so add on top of that that there's a bunch of people that may have a record <laughs> or a rap sheet um that work at these places and they don't background check them. And there have been incidents where people have gotten hurt. and But they also have their own sleazy culture in these different local haunts and stuff. Very that similar to Carney's. Yes, very much. Uh, that includes drugs and other excess and stuff like that. Um, which is an interesting concept to start on, right? Um, so from there, we're introduced to these different haunts. But really, as we go to these different haunts... <laughs> Nothing really happens except they just go to a haunt. And yeah, that's no, it's pretty much just them actually going through haunted houses. And it's <laughs> about 50 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and I th I honestly kind of enjoy it because I'm like, oh, I wonder where that one is. Oh, I wonder where that one is. That, that is the one thing I'll say about these two movies. Um, it did make me want to go and like, Travel like I was watching them, I was Googling like, where are some things in the area that are going on right now I can go and do? <laughs> you know, where's some hot stuff I can do or... This close to me that'd be fun to do during the season instead of just doing Halloween Horror Nights. Um, so yeah, I can give it that <laughs> for sure. Does, does Savannah not have a haunted house kind of thing? Um, I think yeah, there's a local haunt not far from here. Um, the things I saw for Savannah is um, the 29th is when most of the events are happening. Um, that would be Halloween Waken, of course. Uh, there's a haunted pub crawl or Halloween pub crawl where it's 15 bucks to enter. And uh, you go to all the different bars and they have like 
different drink specials. You kind of just take your own route and you just run other people that are on the route also. Um, and there's also a vampire ball uh, that night. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm still trying to like look for other like cool spooky stuff to do in the area. But yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, this movie definitely uh, definitely inspired me to look it up. In fact, while I was watching the movie, it's <laughs> only happening the fucking movie. <laughs> Uh, it's a group of five friends that all they do is they kind of just bicker. Uh, one raps. <laughs> yep. Sure Jeff does. Raps. <laughs> uh, cause that's, that's a character arc you want to give. So that's a character trait you want to give one of your characters in your movie that they can rap. Yeah. But they, they do sh uh, like show a lot of like cool haunted house. Like. There was one where it was a uh, one of those hay bale rides where it was zombies attacking them, but you actually get paintball guns and you get to shoot at them, which is kind of cool. I just thought about how much those people must hate their fucking lives. Well, I mean, they're probably like wearing tons of protective gear under the costume. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, hope they get paid well. Yeah, I mean, there's some haunts. They go to, uh, you know, they go to a pretty average one that's out in the middle of nowhere. Then they go to the zombie shooting one. This is on the first movie. Um, and they go to a uh, hot that is slightly more extreme. Is that the one with, or am I, I, I may be getting the two mixed up. Is that the one where it has a bunch of cross-dressing, a bunch of people that are cross-dressing? But that's like, the second th one. That's the second one. The, the first one, they go to one that starts getting more extreme as they go along and they start, they like know their names. You know, like, oh my God, they know their names. Oh my God. And then immediately after the other house, Jeff says, oh, yeah, I told them our names at the beginning, so it'll scare you more. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, but, yeah. Uh, no uh, later on in the movie, you see a, a certain woman in a mask show up, just yeah. kind of standing in the background. And well, she, she shows up throughout the movie. Yeah. That's like one consistent so eventually they end up finding their way into, is it the Blue Skull is what it's called? Blue Skeleton. Blue Skeleton, yeah. Yeah. So they go into, they start asking around about the Blue Skeleton and, you know, they start getting like rumors and blah, blah, blah. And then the mission kind of becomes, we got to go see the Blue Skeleton, go through this right. haunted house. Because it's like a super extreme one where, like, basically sign a waiver kind of things where it's like, it's that next step of, like, not only are they allowed to, like, grab and touch you, they're allowed to go everything to the border of killing you. Yeah. Like, they're like, allowed to put you in a coffin or a refrigerator or, like, some shit like that. They're allowed to basically torture you. Which, why you do that? I don't know. Yeah, people do that shit all, all the time. And it just, I mean, that just doesn't sound fun. I mean, anymore. what's that one? McKinney Manor? Like, it's the one where the guy got like in a lot of trouble because like you have to you get like five thousand dollars or some shit if you get through the whole night, but like they do like really grotesque stuff to the people they go through. Is it that one? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, like everybody just kind of gives up, but they're basically just like torturing the person. And the guy I think that runs it isn't he ex-military? I don't know what he is. He's, I think he's the ex-interrogation. He did interrogation in the military. He's a fucking wacko, is what he is. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's an actual haunt. That's not in this movie. That's like a real thing. Um, yeah. That guy got in a lot of trouble a couple of years ago. People were trying to get him shut down, rightfully so. But yeah, uh, Bobby and his friends are, um, they, they now want to go. They want to find 
the blue skeleton hunt because all the other haunts have been okay, but I guess not that scary. And yeah, there's been some escalation through it. Like a, a couple of haunts, I see the same girl in this baby doll mask. Um, at one point, she just comes on their RV and she just starts screaming, <laughs> and then they kick her off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, really, this movie it doesn't have much of a plot. Like, no, the plot is literally an excuse for these people to go to haunts. <laughs> Yeah, and hey, I, I mean, if I was that dude's friend, he's like, hey, I want to get funded to go to a bunch of different haunted houses around the country, and I'll pay you for it. It's like, fuck yeah, I would do yeah, that. Right. Yeah. But, um, so eventually, they, they end up finding the blue skeleton. Yeah, um, little by little. And it's also kind of like, there, there are a couple of scenes that are pretty effective leading up to that. Uh, there's a scene whenever they go... Uh, they go to a couple places and really, really they get in trouble because they're acting like assholes. Right. <laughs> like they do the stupidest thing where they get up on a roof at one point and are like, happy Halloween, everyone. And the people that work at the, uh, the people that work at the, the event are not happy and they're dressed like clowns. They're like, Hey, give me that goddamn camera boy. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. And then they, yeah. they rough them up. Um, and those clowns keep on kind of showing up here and there. Uh, or maybe they're different clowns. I don't know. <laughs> No, I think they're attached to it. Yeah, uh, but there's a pretty creepy scene that almost feels like it's going to go into a very um, into a field that usually ruins most films. Um, but there's a part whenever they go into a bar, right when they're starting to figure out where the blue skeleton is, um, and there's a bunch of um, off-duty haunt workers in there that are acting very strange towards our cast of characters. Um, and they corner Brandy in the bathroom, and you're like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no, let's not let's not go this route." Uh, thankfully, Please. it doesn't. Yeah, thankfully it doesn't. So, um, and I think that's a kind of an effective scene. Yeah, I mean, they have there's some creepy scenes in it, and it's mainly, and the thing is, it's not creepy in the way like ooh paranormal, scary kind of stuff. It's creepy in the way like people are fucking gross. Yeah, which are what carnies normally are. <laughs> um, they have uh, that. You remember that scene in the movie whenever they park their RV and they find a, a fire pit and they're like, "Hey, let's make a campfire." And so they make a campfire and they're all hanging out around it. And the one guy's rapping because it's <laughs> that's what he does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this 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 guy just comes out of the woods. This black guy just comes out of the woods and sits down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like draw my fire and they're like oh no and then they're like oh you work at this haunt or whatever it's like yeah you know about those like weirdos that work at haunts and then he basically does a play on what do you mean you people because <laughs> he is one of those people that work at the haunt <laughs> but it's like yeah. it's such an awkward scene <laughs> and I took a note of it we're just like yeah we got to get this guy to say that I would have just had him come out and comment about that white guy rapping. Yeah, that sucks. Like, <laughs> I would have had a rap battle. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, so uh, kind of wrapping up the first movie. <laughs> uh, we end up 
at the blue skeleton, and I don't think this is the one. Did they put the bags over their head yet in this one, or is that the second one? No, what happened? Yeah, that's the second. What happens is the first one is that they go to. Uh, they're at a haunt. Uh, somebody breaks into their RV. Well, they break in their RV a couple times, I think. One, they put in in their refrigerator like a liver or a heart of mm-hmm. some sort, something like that, some type of organ in the refrigerator, uh, and then. They break in their RV at a different time. Well, they leave a pumpkin outside of their RV. They open up the pumpkin, and it's an invitation to go to the blue skeleton. That's right. They open up their windshield. Uh, They have blue masks, uh, skeleton masks on the windshield wipers, five uh, five masks from all wear, and they're like, hey, show up at Bourbon Street at this time. That's right. They show up at Bourbon Street, and... Jeff gets kidnapped. And then do they go back to the RV? I don't think they do, no. I'm, I'm which one do they get gassed in? Is that the second one? That's the That's second, the one, second one. Um <laughs> the first one they end up at the blue skeleton because they're they're trying to find Jeff. I think they get directions. They go out there, all the haunt workers are standing out there, they kidnap them and throw them into a bus. And they cover their faces and they drive them out to a haunt. And uh, they go through this haunt and they're getting attacked by the carnival workers or haunt workers. And they all get put in coffins. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much get buried alive. And the end. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, whoa, I guess it was real the whole time. It only took, like, the movie is like an hour and 30 minutes. It takes literally an hour and 20 minutes for anything to start happening. Um, it's like 10 minutes of like, whoa, scary stuff happening, but it's so dark. You can't tell what's happening. And at that point, I really didn't give a fucking shit anyways. Cause I don't care about any of the characters in these movies. Cause they're none of them are likable anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the first film. So what happens in the second movie? The same <laughs> thing. The more interesting thing. Uh, yeah. so what happens, uh, they, they go back and they're like, Hey, we're gonna get the group together and we're gonna do it again because we survived that one. It's, that's not what happens. Is it that? I thought it was the same girl from the first one. No, it is, but that's not that's not why they decided to do it. They went viral. Oh, they went viral. That's right. Well, what happens is that the blue skeleton was airing the footage live of them all being buried under there, and uh, Brandy, her reactions from being buried, um, took off. It went viral. And uh, they made an organization uh, called Coffin Girl, named after Brandy. That's right. Um, God, these movies are forgettable. <laughs> so basically, the guys, uh, Brandy has PTSD, rightfully so, um, where she wants something to do with it. But the guys have been getting basically paid to go uh, to haunts and review them. And their company is called Coffin Girl. And that's just kind of what they do. And they go to Brandy. And they're like, hey, Brandy, uh, we would like you to join up. We're all getting back together. Brandy, Jeff you're a fine girl. Yeah. <laughs> we're all going to we're gonna do the haunts. And she's like, uh, fuck no. <laughs> I got yeah, buried alive last night. Rightfully time. so. And they're like, oh, yeah. no, it's just going to be the, the normal ones. It's not going to be anything crazy. We're not doing anything crazy. Yeah, which they immediately lie to her. Yeah, they say yeah. on camera, like, hey, you think she's going to be mad knowing they're actually taking her to an R-rated haunt? And not a just a hayride. They're like, no, oh, she'll be fine. And at first, she doesn't go. Um, and they go do some stuff. And while they're doing it, they go to like an escape room. 
and they hear about something called it's not blue skeleton. It's blue called skeleton? something else. Huh? No, it is called something else, but I keep thinking it's called the blue skull or blue skeleton because of the last scene. The blue skeleton is the group that put up the video and all that and the ones from the yeah, just chasing him around. Um fuck, I can't remember the name. Let me see if I can look it up. Uh huh. I can try to. Um What in the fuck is it called? And should I care that much? Probably not. <laughs> Hellbent. Uh, People keep on telling them to go look yeah. up Hellbent. Uh, seek out Hellbent. And like this guy that uh, that owns the escape room, he tells them that they go to do another haunt, um, which you're supposed to get like a lot of money for, I guess. And um, just to show up. Yeah, and once the haunt finds out that Brandy is not with them, they don't want them to even come. So they need Brandy to make money. So they coerce her to coming, like you said, um, by lying to her. And uh, it's so awful. <laughs> yeah, it is really terrible. And Jeff shows back up. Uh, and they're like, hey, Jeff, we got you a gift. It's like, oh, boy, I want to hear a rap. And they're like, no. <laughs> and they, he opens up the box, and it's a drone. And this movie might as well be called... Um, this is actually the sequel to um, We Bought a Zoo. It's called We Bought a Drone. Um, <laughs> yeah, the rest of the movie. They use a drone anytime they can at any point. <laughs> any excuse, they will use this drone. Because um, this movie came out around what, probably 2015, two thousand fifteen, yeah, two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen. Whenever it's like, we can use a drone to shoot. Man, what what a thing! Look at look at technology. Aren't we blessed? Um, two thousand seventeen. Jesus Christ Almighty! Ah, <laughs> uh, why is These it are on Tubi, folks? They're on Tubi. Yeah, both are on Tubi. If anybody's interested. Um, in watching them, I wouldn't recommend it, but if you want to watch them, you can. So, yeah, they decide to go to some haunts. Uh, Brandy seems not very affected by any haunts they go to <laughs> at all. <laughs> There's also they tape, they tape her talking to a psychiatrist, I think. Yeah, which what? was like, why did they let you in there? <laughs> While they're walking around an old ab abandoned prison, <laughs> yeah. And it's so weird. But I guess after she has that chat, she's like, oh, I can haunt I can haunted house again. I can haunted house the shit off haunted houses. I'm uh, haunted housey. Yeah. So they go to some type of um hayride where scare actors jump on the hayride and then jump off the hayride. Doesn't seem very effective. <laughs> no. And then they go to a haunt where um it's not a haunt, they go to a, a zombie run. Yeah, and he gets like the he gets on stage with them and shit like that. Yeah, there's a zombie party at the end uh, where where they have to eat. What do they have to eat? They have to eat something. It's not an eating know. competition, but uh, I think yeah, it's hot start, dogs. Yeah, they start vomiting up. I don't know. <laughs> Which, if you eat hot dogs, you probably vomit anyways. <laughs> and uh, they go to some other haunts and they do other things. And um, people keep telling them to look up Hellbent. 
And we find out that um, Bobby and Zach um, are in cahoots with each other, definitely going like, hey, we're going to tell Brandy we're going to find Hellbent. And we're going to mm-hmm. do because, like, I'm, I'm so desensitized to hunts. I need an extreme hunt. I need somebody to kick me in my ball bag while I, <laughs> while they scream in my face. But instead of going to a BDSM club, they decide to go to Hellbent. Probably would have had more fun at the other But little do they know that the blue skeleton has been following them. We keep on seeing them record them. And yep. you kind of see the baby dog uh masked girl in the background of some of the places um they're being followed the whole time it's like what is a blue skeleton what is it is this some evil organization why do they care about this group of friends we'll Um, never know because they don't really give you a reason to (laughs) yeah exactly so what happens next oh gosh so (laughs) they finally make it to the hell bench and this is the scene where they do the bags over the heads, put them in a room, and they fucking gas them to knock them out. Yeah, and drive their RV. Yeah. So now they're going through what appears to be, what would you say that is? Like, a not a warehouse, but... Yeah, some old abandoned concrete structure. Maybe a factory. Of some sort, yeah. yeah maybe some, a factory? I don't know. Something like that. So they go through... And she pretty much, uh, Brandy's being led through and watching all her friends pretty much get murdered. Like one gets lit on fire. Well, not at first. Not at first. They get knocked down and they get, then they wake up and they walk to the door. First of all, there's a clown with a gigantic chainsaw, like a comically huge chainsaw, which would be super ineffective of like, if that person was trying to kill somebody with that chainsaw, like you easily be able to just like, dodge it or just run into a punch him in the face before he could because it'd be so much to swing <laughs> I mean, so it's it not very like the chainsaw battle in mandy yeah 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 but that was awesome that was <laughs> badass yeah because mandy's awesome um <laughs> so once they get inside they're given hoodies <clears throat> to put on and they put the hoodies on and then they get uh chloroformed <laughs> That's right. It's chloroform. It's, yeah. It's, uh, so they get uh, knocked off twice in one night because they get yeah. gaffed earlier in the night and then they get chloroformed. Uh, your body would be so fucked by that point. Yeah, you would probably feel like fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Brandy comes to. The other guys are missing. Uh, but it's also cool with the hoodie. Uh, they turn to black lights and it looks like a black hoodie. But once you turn the black lights, it's like a skeleton. It's a blue skeleton. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> cool. The hoodie. Yeah. But yes, but yes, she wakes up and continue on from there. Um, yeah, so like I was saying, she's yeah. she's pretty much being led around, and one of their friends isn't he? One of them's electrocuted, isn't he? One once set on fire. So Michael is lit on fire. That's Bobby's brother. Uh, Zach has his arm sliced off. That's right. Michael or uh, Bobby. Bobby is getting waterboarded. With blood. That's right. Okay. And then Jeff. Is Jeff getting electrocuted? Maybe. Maybe it's Jeff who gets electrocuted. Yeah. Right. But uh, so they bring her out and uh, she ends up finding a gun. 
she flips out. She starts pointing the gun at them. They're all outside. They were taking her to the end of the haunt. Whoa, 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 whoa hold on. <laughs> Wait, am I skipping a bunch of shit? Like, yes. <laughs> oh my god, how long are these movies? <laughs> she goes into a room after that, and it has a dollhouse in it. And then outside oh, side door wow, opens. I totally forgot about that. And the baby fa- the baby doll mask girl comes in along with other baby doll masked women that lead her into another room. That's right. Has a projector. Damn, I missed a shit ton. Go on. Sorry. That has a projector in it. And the projector shows like, oh, the blue skeleton has been following us all this time. Like since the first movie. But then you find out that the they set her up. You're gonna want to uh, start over. You broke okay. up. Oh, you broke up. All right. So that was at um, just in case. I think it was like one ten something. Yeah, ten. All right. So around the thirty mark. Let me start again. You find out that at the beginning uh, or the end of uh, the first movie, whenever they're all in the coffins and all that, uh, that the guys all knew about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Brandy didn't. Uh, they've been setting her up the whole time. And throughout this movie, they've been setting her up, uh, including that they actually didn't get all like sliced up and all that. Um uh, they were all prosthetics that were getting cut off and all that. And they've been in cahoots with the blue skeleton to set Brandy up <laughs> for some reason. Uh, and why those people were there showing her that? I don't know why. No uh, idea. The, the blue skeleton's evil. I don't know. Uh, so she's like, those motherfuckers. And us as an audience are generally like, oh, those motherfuckers, that's fucked up. Yeah, pretty much. You're like, those fucks. Uh, so she goes out of the building. Uh, she has a box. Uh, the guys all come out there. She has a gun. <laughs> and they're all like, whoa, 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 Brandy, no. It's us. Yeah. It's like she puts the gun up to her. Her finger, by the way, is nowhere near the trigger. She's actually holding a gun like this, like by the handle with her yeah, fingers, yeah. nowhere near even the trigger guard. Um, puts it to her face and uh, shoots herself. Her yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think, then uh, turns out, no, it was, it was a blood, it was a blood, uh, it was a uh, blood packet thingy. Blood packet, a uh, Jesus Christ, why, why am I blanking? What do you call it? I, I apparently blanked out on like half of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I literally watched the second part like two days ago. <laughs> did you really? I did. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then it's like, ha, huh, now you guys were scared by something I did. And then everyone's just kind of sad <laughs> yeah um yeah and then uh turns out that the blue skeleton owns a gas station <laughs> <laughs> yeah we see a shot of a guy painted like a blue skeleton and yeah. that's the movie yeah exactly 
I um, would, here's what I'm going to say. The first one, I think, is a fine movie to start your Halloween season. Just throw it on in the background. You'll just see kind of cool clips of haunts around the country. Yeah. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> well, you know, whatever you sequelize something, and I mean, this is a work with everything. Because usually when you sequelize uh, a film, you're looking to make profit. Right. The best sequels or prequels are a movie that you make that adds something to what came before it, right? And that could either be expanding the universe or bringing in a new element to this world and building on that. Or it could even be something that you learn that changes how you view the previous film, which this does, but in a way that who gives a fucking shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's such a silly ending. We're just like, they've been behind it this whole time. They've just been torturing this poor woman. Wow. <laughs> and also, there's no comeuppance. <laughs> no, that's it. They're just in the movie like, we're sad. Yeah. <laughs> we got played by the blue skeleton. Uh, which the blue skeleton shows up at the end, the leader. And he has body paint on. Like the thing where you paint from your neck up to your face where it looks like one big like skull or something like that. Then when you move your head up and your neck becomes wide it looks like a mouth you like remember when that was popular on reddit mm -hmm. <laughs> or whatever pinterest i don't fucking know uh yeah that's the thing they put yeah. down the movie it's like whoa look how spooky this skeleton is and then credits <laughs> well maybe we should do hell house next time maybe i think that we should in Hellfest with this one <laughs> yeah if you want to watch a better haunt film just watch haunt <laughs> Yeah, Haunt is probably the best, but I feel like we've talked about Haunt so many times. Yeah, we've talked about it a few times. You just watch Haunt. <clears throat> Hellfest, Hellfest isn't terrible. I like Hellfest. I mean, it's, it's a, it's good, a basic I didn't think it was, movie. Yeah, I don't think it was nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm. Um, yeah. House is October built. You can, if you want, check it out. <laughs> Instead, watch the house that Jack built. <laughs> They'd be bummed out for the rest of the day. Yeah, I'll never watch that again. Uh, <laughs> all right. Don't check it out. Anyways. <laughs> uh, that brings us to our next segment. All right, that's another uh, curation of Blaze's Cabin of Video Game Curiosities. Okay, so what do we have today? Today, I am very excited to announce I have played through the new expansion for my favorite game, Phasmophobia. They have added three new levels. They have added new ghosts. They have changed the loadouts and added more cursed items. Uh, they have now have, and it is the biggest level so far, and it is called Sunnydale Sanitarium. And it is by far the scariest level of phasmophobia out there right now. Like that shit, me, Chris, and Ted were all like, oh, ah, ah, the entire time. Like we would walk down hallways and doors just slam as you go. And you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, we need to get out of here. 
Like, it was... It was fucking crazy. Like, it is this giant sanitarium that's just torn down and inside, which is interesting, because, like, most of the time they keep it very Ghost Hunter-esque. Like, it's not, like, super, like, you know, horror movie kind of stuff. It's just, like, it's a regular house, but there's a ghost in it. Like, this one is, like, you see, like, scratches on doors with blood leading up to it. And they have a giant chapel that has a giant summoning circle at the altar and blood. And you can find corpses and shit. Like, it is, it, I mean, it's so huge. So, like, you got, like, three floors, a courtyard. And, of course, it's, if you haven't played Phasmophobia, you move slow as fuck. Like, mm. you're very slow. And you can run about 15 feet before getting winded. So for me, it's very realistic because because that's exactly what would happen to me. (laughs) So, uh, but um, they added that. They added a uh, a new campground site, which has been uh, which is smaller. So it's a campground site that you can play with less people, which is really nice. Because sometimes you know some of the levels are so big, you really can't get shit done unless you have four people. Just can't. So they made the Sunnydale, and then they made the Sunnydale Restricted, which is for smaller groups, but you still probably want, like, three people. Uh, The detail is incredible in this game. Like, like they make it so hard to get through hallways in here because everything's dilapidated, and there's, like, bookshelves, like, fucking smashed. So you have to, like, crouch, walk under, go around the side. And again, you're slow as fuck. So when something happens and you're panicking and your flashlight's going on and off, you're like, fuck, 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 the entire time. And they added a new feature, which has, like, wails and moans happen, like, randomly throughout. And it'll, like, hear it in different hallways. It'll just be like, oh, or some shit like that. And it's like, fuck, fuck. Fuck, I gotta get out of here. Like, they have added such a sense of urgency with this new expansion. Like, god damn it, Rocky, you need to get a game and computer so we can play this together. Because right. it's like Dead by Daylight, super fun. But this, Phasmophobia is just something totally new, and everyone's trying to rip off it now. Like, there okay. are so many Phas games, like, like, oh, you're a ghost hunter. It's like, no, nope, they already did that. Fuck you. Like, it's, that's done. What, uh, how many pages would you give it? I mean, here's the thing. Uh, Paige hasn't been around since I've been playing it, but I have looked for her multiple times <laughs> while playing it. Where I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a nine out of 10 pages. Okay. That shit's scary as fuck. That new expansion is so fucking scary. And just the crowded hallways. And the worst part is, is that in all the levels, uh, there's a certain amount of lights you can turn on until you blow a fuse. And you have to get the power back on, restart the breaker box. Right. The way they did it in this one is that it's this old school, like, lever handle breaker box. But they put it in the middle of the fucking courtyard. So you have to go through, like, everything with just a flashlight until you make it to that breaker box in the courtyard. So it is just... And that, and they updated, like, usually there's a starting room, which used to look like a garage, but now it looks like a, like, 
super high tech professional like New York loft for ghost hunters. Like it's really badass. Like I I cannot stress enough how if anyone has ever listened to me on this podcast and ever tried phasmophobia or anything like that dear god please go play the expansion it's fucking free you own the game you get the expansion yeah that's great marketing yeah oh dude it is so good it's a 14 dollar game and i would say for like the past you know me i've been talking about this game fucking all the time because i play it more than anything else i was going to do a game called milk inside of a bag inside of a bag um, but I was like, wow, that's very short and very depressing. Um, it's, it's literally like you're playing the conscious of a young girl who knows that she's mentally going away and she sees people as like these weird creatures and shit like that. And then she realizes that you're playing a game and she starts talking to you. You have to like type back answers and it's just like sad <laughs> you get no. sad and then you find out her mother's like horribly abusive and it's and that's why i was like oh it sounds like sounds like the funnest game of the year no no it's it is good storytelling yeah it is good storytelling past that i wouldn't recommend it <laughs> yeah um i got a couple new games brewing but this is the one thing I've been most excited to talk about because I've been waiting for this Sunnydale expansion because the, the, the really fun part is, uh, so they have the asylum level and in the asylum level, they started putting like blood on the walls or something like that. And it would say, come visit Sunnydale or help me, I'm in Sunnydale and blah, blah, blah. And they just started advertising the fact that this new place was going to be coming. And, um, uh, it delivered. It fucking delivered because the outside is creepy. The inside is creepy. The courtyard's fucking creepy. And it's hard to get away from anything. And now the ghosts materialize a lot more now. So they're just like, you see full body apparitions like chasing you more now. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's scary. All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, all right. Is that all about that? Yep. All right. That brings us to our next segment. Another entry into mythology biology. All right. So we didn't have a story last episode. So better be a good one this episode. It is, and it's very Halloween-y season, because this is a popular Halloween legend in the country of Brazil. Okay. It is called Cuca. C-U-C-A. Cuca. All right. It is a boogeyman and a fantastical being. Uh, it is mainly around uh, to instill fear in children, so it's pretty much their equivalent of, like, don't go to bed at night. You know, if you don't go to bed, Boogeyman's going to get you. Yeah, you know, stuff like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, from what they say, though, uh, typically it'll come. Uh, it, it is an apparition that embodies itself. And it differs from the Boogeyman in the sense that it comes as a, a, a like a wretched old uh, hag with like tangled limbs. 
so in white hairs. Uh, she appears at night and, again, looking for children who are, you know, committing some kind of, like, acts against their parents or misbehaving or stealing. Uh, it's, it's really, uh, and it's also similar to Krampus in the fact that uh, what she does when they do this is to uh, throw them in a sack and uh, torture them when she okay. brings them back to her home. Um, they, uh, they actually believe that it came from a mix of Portugal, Spain, and some African countries, uh, and also developed within Brazilian indigenous tribes. So uh, sometimes she could take the form of an old haggard man or an alligator or an owl, and then she'll come into the room as one of those and become this withered old hag. So um, they actually have a song. Uh, one of the most famous is uh, uh, Louis de Camara Cascudo, which, God, I'm butchering that. I'm trying my best. Thank uh, God, like, you know, if you chant these words, uh, you'll summon it because uh, you don't have to worry about it because you aren't even saying the fucking words right. Right. <laughs> and uh, it's really... It, Here's the thing. It's one of those songs where you're like, I bet this sounds way better in Spanish. <laughs> or, well, Portuguese. I'm sorry. Portuguese is what uh -huh. they speak in Brazil. Uh -huh. um, sleep, baby, or Kuka will come. Sleep, baby, dad is working. Sleep, <laughs> baby, and mom, mum, mum is soon to come. <laughs> okay. So they're saying, go to fucking sleep! <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those, but... Uh, the thing is, is that uh, they have, like, her appear at some of the festivals in Brazil and stuff like that, uh, especially around this, you know, their time of year for, you know, Halloween and everything like that, uh, which I believe has a different name. I can't remember, though. Okay. I think they call it something else, but uh, it's around spooky season where she begins to show up in festivals and everything like that, and uh, very akin to, like, the European Krampus festivals, where it's supposed to like scare children, it's supposed to do the same there. Gotcha. Uh, but but it's an interesting kind of entity that sh comes around this time of year, and it's blended from a lot of different uh, Spanish and Latin cultures. So, hmm. but yeah, so I thought that would be the first one we start the spooky season with, and uh, well, I guess we started guest with the spooky season. But that's <laughs> yeah, we have a story though. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, the Kuka. Cool. All right. Well, is that all? That's it. All right. Well, that's another episode of Bladed Apples. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can. You got a comment. You got a concern. You got a request. If you want to come on the show to promote something, uh, then you can reach us at bladedapplespod at gmail.com or just look up Bladed Apples Podcast on Instagram. You can message us on there. We'll see it. Uh, thanks to Stefan Myers for doing our artwork, being an awesome guy, awesome tattoo artist. Follow him on Instagram under Stefan Mize or Crawling Panther Tattoo. Um, his tattoos out of Ocala, Florida. And thanks to Blaze for putting everything together, uh, editing-wise and all that stuff and being a great co-host. Uh, next week, what are we talking about? Well, I was thinking there's a few things we could talk about or... 
Uh, I did get a message back about one of the short films. Uh, possibly interview them if we can set that up. All right. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I'm down with uh, an interview or a movie, whichever one. Okay. We'll see yeah. what their schedule is. Sure. Uh, but yeah. Uh, anything else to add? No, that's it. All right. Well, remember, every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly. Bye, fuckers. <laughs>